Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. Uh, and I'm Alex, and my body's writing glowing green imagination energy that my willpower can't cash. There, I could. There, I did. Oh, nice. Nice, good job. Nailed. Yeah. Nice. Totally. God damn. Totally got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, we're being sincere, Alex. Shut up. Uh, I'm Kat, and I don't know, for once, I'm like, maybe this movie didn't need any women in it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> not like, not like this, Pippin. Not like this. Oh. Hmm. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> I'm Brendan, and uh, one of my coworkers, uh, I, I think he got like uh, some goop on him when we were doing a like a autopsy on an alien, and now he's kind of getting all bloaty. Um, <laughs> I think I need to do the whole shotgun thing. Mm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. or you know, or or maybe just take him to the ER. <laughs> er to a flamethrower i'm thinking i mean i mean don't secret government facilities have like oops alien quarantine <laughs> you would think i don't especially I this one, documentary this one time like, called oh. alien <laughs> like this is a, like government black site doesn't have uh, shitty security yeah you would think like the second he started acting sus as all hell after having direct contact with alien, you know, uh, body. Yeah, anyway, we, 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 we can talk yeah, about yeah, this yeah, in wait, a couple wait, minutes wait. here. I was, cause I was about to be like, well, Angela Bassett let him live, like leave the facility at all. So that's, <laughs> anyway, go on. Yeah. <laughs> Angela Bassett. Uh, I'm Pippin. Uh, and I would say that no evil shall escape my sight, but I took off my glasses. So, uh, <laughs> evil might very well escape my sight. And I am so sorry about that. Yeah, I'm right here, well, Pippin. Well, Pippin, you can take off your glasses when you are among friends. But you can leave your hat on. <laughs> hey, cat! <laughs> I was like, Tom Jones is trending on Twitter, and I saw a performance. Anyway, go on. I, I want just to quickly remind you that you said that to your sister. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Listen, it's very difficult to be me. Anyway. Yes. I have all these references <laughs> in my head. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <sighs> Today, we're talking about the 2011 <laughs> movie, we're moving on, movie Green Lantern, so spoilers abound. If you want specific content warnings about things we may talk about, check out the show notes on Snow Stories the Sacred. Though, warning right here, this is, uh, this is early Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not yet fully in his power, but his hair is very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is part of his charm. Charm? I thought you were doing a chef's kiss for a moment. I'm like, really? No, no, it's just a, you know, long comedic beat. Well, actually, and I I completely missed it. I'm so glad I was able to pick that up for you. Mm, Picked up what you you. put down. Thank you. Um, Although, interesting when you were talking about uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds and his his youth, uh, as it were, um, or earliness. Wait, wait. Yeah. I just want to know how far you're going to get into this because oh no no this is just a no this is just a comedy yeah. moment this is a, a physical acting 
there is a point when he does a, you know, a funny pose where he's turning away, uh, you know, he's like scrunching away from something. Um, and I feel like in this movie, he's turned away so you can still see his, oh, excellently beautifully planed back or whatever the shit. Um, and only afterwards does he turn so you can see his little face squished up into his neck. I'm mean, staring into his arm. I feel like current Ryan Reynolds would fully go into the facing the camera looking like an idiot. Not having to rely on pretty muscles. Hmm. I'd love people's opinion on that one. Possible. I mean, these days he's proven he can act. Ooh. Yeah, Weird. when did Green Lantern come out in his general uh, timeline? <laughs> I, I feel like we should do the summary according to Google first. Mm. You're right. Oh, wait, you mean, oh, fuck, I forgot that we were, I thought that you were trying to get me to not talk about the plot yet. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. Don't worry. You were talking about the actual rest of the intro to the episode. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're still doing part, er, we've been doing bits since we, before this even started. It, to be fair, this is Green Lantern. It earned the bits. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, you know Google. For those of you who've never seen Green Lantern, and really, who hasn't seen Green Lantern? I mean, hmm. It's a Citizen Kane of superhero movies, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. I, I would like to say uh, it was a Citizen Bane of goodness. Yes. <laughs> Rosebud. <laughs> the summary, according to Google, right. is... You merely adopted the newspaper. <laughs> You get, go on. No, go no, on. no, keep going. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> sworn to <laughs> sworn to preserve intergalactic order, the Green Lantern Corps has existed for centuries. Its newest recruit, Hal Jordan, Ryan Reynolds, is the first human to join the ranks. The Green Lanterns have little regard for humans who have thus far been unable to harness the powers of the ring each member wears. But Jordan, a gifted and cocky test pilot, may. Maybe the core's only hope when a new enemy called Parallax threatens the universal balance of power. Which, also, point of order, Parallax is not a new enemy. He is an agent enemy. Get it right. <laughs> they, did they just not know his name, or did the general core not know his name? Is this another instance of uh, uh, paramilitary blah, 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 well, blah, 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 blah? No, uh, Abensor, the previous wielder of Hal Jordan's uh, ring uh, had defeated Parallax and sealed him away. Huzzah. But didn't do a good job sealing it and didn't leave, like, a guard there. <laughs> well, who guards the guards? Really, it's best to just leave it completely unguarded so no one's tempted. And not Pretty much. No signposting whatsoever. <laughs> As if they wouldn't do, like, what, what, what we do with, like, uh, uh, atomic waste, right? Nuclear waste? Where it's like, there is nothing of honor here. There is well, nothing he, worth digging. It will kill you. Well, he was in the Lost Sector. Oh, <clears throat> uh, yes. The Lost Sector. The Lost Sector. Well, you know what the Lost Sector sounds like? It sounds like something fucking Kirk would be like, you know where we should go next? Right there. <laughs> Seek out new life in the Lost Sector, Mr. Spock. That seems like a bad idea, Captain. That's highly illogical. Oh. <laughs> so. Uh, buttons. So. Shush. <gasps> so no shit. Here's <laughs> Abansur. So the movie opens. Uh, on what's his face? The alien. No. Who's, it yes. opens on an enormous exposition. Yeah, but it's, it's 
About being, the alien. Yeah, about oh, the it, alien. I couldn't even tell who the fuck it was. All right, go on. Yeah, it was talking about Pearl Ox and Abansur fighting it and how he was the only one with enough willpower to do it. But maybe humans are cool now. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, then whatever. some people crash on the pa- planet Parallax is on. He feeds on their fear, gets powerful enough, breaks free. Do you think that that was a production, uh, 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 an EP note? Like, ooh, maybe people won't understand what's happening. Let's put a big over, you know, voiceover at the beginning. I people feel like those. whenever there's a uh, an opening voiceover narration, that's, I feel like it's almost always a producer or executive or whatever going like, I don't understand what's going on and I Neither don't care to find out. Yeah. The audience is going to be so confused. So really what we should do is just make it really clear and also say that the butler did it on the back cover. Pretty much. Um, I, I can see that happening. I, I think over time there's been a little bit more trust when it comes to comic booky type tropes. Yeah. Well, well, because now it's like, it's, it's a, it's the long spear, right? We all are in the culture that knows about the comic booky shit. Yeah. You know? Uh, cause now like, uh, take like uh, an equivalent uh, with Doctor Strange here and Dormammu. You know, we didn't have to have necessarily like a whole opening segment talking about Dormammu being the uh, ruler of the dark dimension. It's like, no, we have his followers doing evil shit. Yeah, it's yeah. it's in, it's inference, right? Yeah, yeah. That's in oh, general. <laughs> we all know that you shouldn't trust people with ruins carved on their foreheads. <laughs> That's hey. all the exposition you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, and dark makeup. Both. Yeah, yes. you gotta have both. too much eyeshadow mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a ruin on your forehead. It's like, oh yeah, I, sh- I should avoid you. Or, or they're secretly they need to be saved, but you don't know yet. And that's the story, really. That's the plot. <laughs> if the if their eyeshadow's running, they mm. need to be saved. If it's just sort of blurry, they're mm. evil. Now wow. here's the question. Mm-hmm. Is Mads Mikkelsen an automatic evil character or automatic Ooh. good character? Whoa. I feel like he, oh, he flips. <clears throat> He's just Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, you can't true. define him like this. How dare you? Chaos, chaos, Mikkelsen. Wait, who who played <laughs> uh, who who plays the the human ish bad guy here? Because he was the Mads clown Mikkelsen. in it. Oh, okay, yeah. So he was the clown in it too. I mean, really, you give him any also- level of makeup, and he's. The, I think that that's the cutoff. Uh, if he, he has to spend wearing... more than half an hour in the trailer, <laughs> he's evil. <laughs> yeah, he was also like a one of the good guys in Rogue One, so it's like. So hmm. was, but hey, did he have to spend more than half an hour in a trailer for that? Uh, he was a human. There you go. See, good guy. I think I think we've cracked. I think we've cracked this, guys. So the point is, Parallax breaks free, <laughs> <laughs> like you do, as one does, and then back on Earth. Uh, Hal Jordan is a fighter pilot and looks an awful lot like Ryan Reynolds. Strange. But he hadn't yet become the, the powerhouse of just being Ryan Reynolds in every movie. No, he was just a pretty boy. Yeah. Playing a guy. And of course he's introduced by hat with having just had, just waking up from a one night stand late for work. Although, kudos to the writing, I did appreciate the, there's water in the tap. That, that was pretty great. That was pretty good. And I'm sitting here and be like, Ryan, did you, did you just say that? Cause he's still. That does, that does sound like a Ryan thing. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like, I feel like they missed an opportunity with him kind of making a, oh crap, I missed my flight joke, but. Oh shit. Oh, that would have been so good. If she's like, wait, where I, are you going? I missed my flight or I'm about I, to miss my flight. There we go. I, 
I feel like that would set him up to be uh, goofy. more yeah, goofy, charming uh, instead of uh, asshole. But here's the problem. The thing is, I don't want him to I, be an asshole. I yeah. want him to be goofy, charming. I think that would have been <laughs> – changes right off the bat. But yeah, but that's also like we we now know from our distance that that's Ryan Reynolds's fucking sweet spot, right? Mm. Um, he can do gravitas. Hello, Deadpool. When Deadpool's being real, Deadpool. Um, but you know, goofy asshole is kind of his vibe. But we didn't know that yet. Well, so back well, then, this is, this is an asshole who's occasionally goofy, not a goofy guy who's occasionally an asshole. Exactly, and I I, I don't think he hit the asshole completely on this one. Well, because. I can see what they're going <laughs> for. I know exactly what you're thinking. You'll miss trouble over there. Because I, I, I can kind of see what they were going for with the writing of this movie, where it's like, you know, he starts off as kind of a cocky asshole. Uh, and then through accepting heroism and all that and uh, all responsibility uh, goes and becomes a hero. I can see that. But maybe they didn't need to quite go that far. I don't know. I does, don't know. Uh, does responsibility mean asshole? <laughs> maybe mm. sometimes. Ooh, actually, that could be the that's the mirror, the parallel with the guy. The uh, parallax. Uh, with the, you know what? Fuck it. Somebody get through the plot as quickly as possible because we actually do have so much we can talk about this from an actual writing perspective as opposed to our normal like I like things. So I'm I'm going to keep my fucking mouth shut. I'm doing it. Let's, somebody let's, timer. Yeah. I was about to say, somebody put on the fucking timer. It's happening. Oh, no. I'm busting out the stopwatch for this one. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, Hal Jordan goes to work. He's a fighter pilot. Uh, he meets up with his co-worker, ex-girlfriend, ex-childhood friend. Uh, her name's Carol. She's played by Blake Lively. Uh, this, by the way, is a movie that Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively uh, met on. Uh, and they're married now. So, uh, so something uh, good did come of this. I, yeah, I like to think that Ryan Reynolds can never actually forget <laughs> that this movie happened <laughs> because it got him Blake Lively. Um, uh. <laughs> and they are doing some test of a new fighter jet thing, uh, for a general who might be Carol's father. I lost track of all the relationships going on in this military. Uh, he's an asshole. He deliberately crashes her plane. He shows off, uh, shows how great he is when he was supposed to show off how great their autonomous planes were or something. He has a panic attack in the middle of, uh, uh flying. Being an idiot. <laughs> because for some reason, he keeps the thing, uh, that triggers him. In the cockpit. Smart. And I'm like, my dude, <laughs> you need to not do that. Like, my dad, my dad <laughs> died in a fiery crash. And to remember him always, I put him, I put a picture of him and a, a device, the very thing that he died in. Yay. And I took his chosen <laughs> career. Yeah, I'm... I can hear you and this is funny. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but man, and in the process of being a cocky asshole here, he also, what, destroys a $2 million plane or multi-million dollar plane? Uh, yes. And, um, and gets everyone, uh, and gets pretty much everyone, uh, he works with fired. 
yeah, he fucked up that bad. But his BFF, he, uh, Tom, <laughs> played by Taiko Waititi, uh, thought it was pretty cool. Which I, I didn't recognize him. Because <laughs> uh, he's such a little baby right now. <laughs> a baby yeah, Taiko Waititi. He still had dark hair. He was using an American accent. <laughs> uh, the only reason I recognized him as him is because I knew going in he was in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, Cat. so, 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 anyway, anyway, he crashes a plane, gets in trouble, gets everyone fired, and meanwhile, on the other side of space, Abba Ansur, uh, is having a worse day. <laughs> worst day, he gets, like, a ping on his ring, uh, and goes and checks out, uh, the place where he kinda hit away Parallax after f- uh, fighting him. And, oh shit, uh, the big monster's alive. Oops. And coming for ya. And I think Sucker punches Abansor, basically. And then there's a little fight. He gets critically injured. And here's, here's one of those things I found kind of confusing about Green Lantern. We established later that you can fly through outer space at, like, faster than light speed. Why do you need a spaceship? You gotta have somewhere to sleep. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you did this to yourself. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, uh, Abensor uh, critically injured. Uh, Fly Earth to find the nearest, which is the nearest hospitable plant for or the ring selection. Uh, uh, I just have to imagine he sees the map and is like, "Oh shit, I gotta go to this backwater place called Earth." Ugh. Because he needs to pass on uh, his Green Lantern ring power stuff to someone else. He crashes on the beach, and then the Green Lantern power... Frooshes off. <laughs> uh, it goes off on its own, grabs Hal, uh, where he was uh, at like, a what? nephew's birthday party, whom we never hear from again. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, takes him to the beach. Uh, he dies in his arms. <laughs> You're dying uh, in my arms tonight. Cryptically <laughs> tells him to take the oath. And it's like, take the ring, put on the lantern, say the oath. Is it, keep it secret, keep it safe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think somewhere in my notes I do have a Lord of the Rings joke. Yo, <laughs> sure. Ryan Reynolds takes a ring. He's Green Lantern. <laughs> I take a ring. <laughs> I'm corrupted beyond belief, and I become the Witch King of Angmar. How is this fair? <laughs> it never is. But yeah, he dies. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Hal Jordan. I'm sorry. Doesn't have his car, so he calls his BFF Taika. I mean Tom, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who shows up and goes like, "I'm sorry. What, what the fuck is this? Is that an alien? Is that an alien?" <laughs> Hey, ship, uh, ship, are you, are you, did you, uh, 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 grab that uh, from from the crane game? (laughs) And they drive off as helicopters come uh, to grab the wreckage. Yeah, and Uh, evidently every single one of those uh, helicopter pilots and people on the helicopters uh, fails their perception roll and doesn't <laughs> notice a truck driving away from the alien crash site. 
<laughs> this is the best day ever. Um, uh, uh, I think he figures out how to take the oath. Uh, it sort of zapped into his head when he touches the ring to the lantern. Yep. Um, it says, and, says the silly comic book uh, phrase. In uh, brightest day, in blackest Darkest night, night, no evil, no shall, evil escape shall escape my sight. sight. Hmm? That those who worship evils might beware my power, Green Lantern's light. Light. And then Green Glow surrounds him. I think, does he get the suit at that point? No. Does the suit activate at that point? He gets... Someone's saying no. He gets interrupted by a love, by a love interest. Oh... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I thought he gets whisked mm-hmm. off right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. he goes to the bar with Carol. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did that happen before or after the oath? After the oath. Before. After because he gets jumped in the alley. Mm. And that's oh, when he gets. That's right. That's right. Meanwhile. <laughs> by some people who. Yeah, goes to the bar with Carol and rightly gets jumped by a uh, gang of people who he got all fired. Mm hmm. And they were leaving, and they they punched his prefix a bit, and, and like, like thanks for nothing, asshole, and and we're leaving. Uh, and gets a green and punch, and that's when Hal gets sucked away into outer space. Meanwhile, meanwhile uh, well, <laughs> back at the ranch, uh, 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 xenobiologist whose name I forget gets black bagged to who uh, uh to son of a senator. Hector Hammond. It gets black bagged to uh, a a, a mil- to some military black site, uh, and mm. and like told and and told told by uh, by actually uh, Amanda Waller, or her who who uh, who comic book fans fans would recognize uh, from um like Suicide Squad and all that. Yep, that was actually the only comic book reference I recognized. They said mm-hmm. Amanda Waller. I was like, oh shit, she's a suicide squad lady. Yeah, and so, you know, oh, oh, this is some shady shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she grabs Hector Hammond, who we learn is a high school science teacher, uh, but interested in xenobiology. Mm-hmm. And I guess they, they don't know anybody the else. They the bottom of the barrel when it comes to xenobiologists, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's totally something that you can... Uh, 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 get discounts on, uh, and I don't want to sure. spend your money on that. I'm sure he has top secret clearance too. Oh yeah. <laughs> so he does an autopsy of what's his face's body. Uh, mm-hmm. Gets uh, infected by Parallax. parallax's yellow fear power. <laughs> uh, gets some powers, some telekinesis, some fear stuff. Uh, like you do, like you do. Uh, yeah, as one does. How Jordan gets sent to Oa? I think, yeah. I think it's Oa. To meet the other members of the Lantern Corps, get some training, get told off by Sinestro. Who seems like a totally legit nice guy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. With a name like Sinestro mm-hmm. and red with, with dark pointy hair. And a mustache. Uh, yeah. And at this point, that's when the suit also happens uh, on Oa. And they made a choice, <laughs> a choice with the suit. 
And that was to have it be all CG. Cause it's all glowy and has like little energy lines gone throughout it. Uh, but here's the thing. This is still 2011. It's not quite there. And here's one of my first, uh, like notes I remember taking that I just had to write down because at, at this point I'm just kind of watching the movie, turning my brain off, making mental notes as one does for these things. And I just had to make a note to remember, like, if you have to repeatedly say in your script, the suit is cool, they say this out loud multiple times. I think every main character says it at least once. (laughs) I'm saying, if you have to say it like that, the suit, it ain't cool. (laughs) Um... Somewhere in my notes, I just have uh, an ellipses and then fucking what? And I don't remember what I was commenting on. <laughs> I think that could be applied to half the film, Pippin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's somewhere between the oath and the training montage. <laughs> well, what is it, Kat? <laughs> uh, so anyway, speaking of the training montage, it happens. It's kind of boring, actually. Yeah, uh, considering hmm. they can literally create anything in the universe out of their willpower. Uh, everybody takes turns beating up on uh, Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Eventually, Sinestro does it, yo, know, meanly. Uh, and Haldron runs away. The other because- Green Lanterns made fun of me, so I quit and I went back home to Earth. Mm-hmm. I believe some people might call it denying the call. Mm. What hero's journey, Pippin? Mm-mm. I mean, I mean, he was in a bad situation. He was facing some really, he was facing some hazing. He got mm-hmm. himself mm-hmm. out of it. But really, with his self-harming tendencies, you think mm-hmm. he would have mm-hmm. stayed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and then, and then, uh, there's like a I fight think- scene with, uh, uh, Hammond mm. that happens, uh, shortly after. I mean, we're just skip, there's a, there's a party scene and all that, but, uh, where we get the reveal he does some, of Green. Oh, yeah. yeah, he does some heroic stuff, saves some lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, uses his green power energy to make a sort of Hot Wheels track. <laughs> Which that seems uh, fun. That seemed fun. Though, Tom, uh, did call him out on that. It's like, mm. that phenomenal cosmic power, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> You get nothing. <laughs> you you lose. Good day, sir. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, Hammond uh, can read people's mind. Is being creepy about it. He's also in love with Carol, and I'm not sure his relationship of the with the general is. But he likes hmm. Hal. Hal is always nice to him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. How uh, important can it be if the rest of us don't remember though? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, uh, then uh, here's the thing. The movie gets real slow. It does. I checked. So it's like, what fuck happens? I checked out, I checked out at Oa. Uh, yeah, by the training montage, I was like, uh, let's see. Parallax does some shit. Uh, he has a fight with Hammond, I think, at that point, And he's like, oh, power of fear. Uh, foo, so strong. Uh, I think at Brian that Rounds point, learned some shit about some, himself. I think, yeah, learned some things about himself. I think also the general or the senator, whatever, uh, gets 
burned alive by his uh, his son there. Oops. Oh, whoops, I, I, I totally missed that. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, oops. Uh, oops, also uh, redoing Hal's trauma. Uh, sure. Although, you know, because you know, his, his dad burned up and the, I mean, the son, if you were yeah. more of a father figure that burned up this time, I mean, maybe. Yeah, um, I'm just saying some parallels were being drawn. Some parallaxes. Um, wow. Uh, meanwhile, uh, also on Oa... Uh, Sinestro being totally legit good guys going like, hey guys, Parallax is broken out. Uh, in order to fight fear, we must use fear. That makes sense. So let's make a yellow ring because this, this is always works. Yeah. Also not important for this movie. <laughs> we're, we're setting some stuff up for the future or this is <laughs> definitely going to take off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Uh, uh, regardless, it doesn't work out with, uh, the Green Lantern Corps' attacks on Parallax, and Parallax, uh, kind of notices that some shit's going down on Earth and goes like, ooh, free snacks. Om nom 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 nom. I'm gonna go to Earth. And then go to Oa. Yes. Hmm, 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 hmm. Uh, power up on humans, and then, yeah. Crush mm-hmm. the lanterns. Kind of uh, makes sense. Kind of makes guess, sense. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, you go. You, it makes sense. You hit up up the, the Taco Bell before, or you uh, get to the May <laughs> oh to uh yeah five the the Michelin star restaurant restaurant that is <laughs> is Ella. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, parallax is probably the thing that made the most sense in this entire movie. Mm. Um, yeah, because they kept him simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fear. Yay! I'm fear. Um, fear. Fear. Tacos? Fear! (laughs) So then Hal Jordan goes to Oa and goes like, hey guys, uh, I can totally be the hero now. Uh, fighting this with fear, not, not the best idea. But we can, through our fear, learn to be more powerful or something without making others fear of. Our fear makes us strong. Uh, we don't ignore, yeah. Bravery is overcoming fear, not ignoring it. Yeah. We should not fear our fear. Um, <laughs> a good okay. lesson, and in, in, uh, if if delivered poorly, <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of clunky, and that's why the guardians go fuck off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you're on your own. Humans suck. Ha ha. We are going to prepare for defense here. Sorry about your planet. Which, for being guardians of the universe, mm-hmm. dick move. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes back to Earth. Uh, he saves the day. Yeah, big fight scene. Uh, there's a uh, oh, there's like also the the, the scene that's kind of fun where he has his final confrontation with Hammond before fighting Parallax, where Hammond's like, "I'm going to uh use a syringe full of fear juice on your girlfriend, and that's gonna be bad." And how kind of you know clever things like. Okay, dude, here you go. You win. Here's the power ring. Put it on. And that's when, you know, we kind of learned that that was a fake out. Cause mm-hmm. yeah, the ring chooses you. You don't choose the ring. Ha ha. Clever boy. And the two of them team up to fight Hammond, which is nice. Cause I think she mm. uses like the fighter jets to, uh, wreck him and, and give Hal enough time to put the ring back on, save the day. And that's, after uh, Hammond gets defeated, uh, I think 
doesn't it get like eaten up by parallax at that point? Oh, I forget. Hmm. Um, uh, parallax arrives, consumes Hammond's entire life force. Hmm. That's right. I may or may not have the Wikipedia article open just in case. <laughs> um, and, and then that's when the fight scene with parallax ensues. There's fighting all over the city. It, it, it then goes out into outer space, uh, because, you know, uh, uh, hmm. Hal finds, you know, the inner, strength needed after all to really boost his willpower and lifts him up into outer space and they duke it out in the solar system in a very astronomically confusing way because they head like out towards the asteroid belt and then immediately turn around and the sun is huge from the asteroid belt uh it was a little bit weird and confusing at the time and uh there was a uh, a little bit of a thing from the training montage that was boring, so it's easy to miss, where uh, there was like a little uh, gravity trap uh, technique that was taught by one of the mentors. Mm. And that's when uh, Hal gets the idea to use that lovely old son of ours to uh, cook up one parallax fresh to order. And before... Om um, uh, nom nom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically tricks parallax into chasing him into the sun... Uh, Parallax gets caught in the gravity well, and it looks like Hal Jordan's about to get sucked in as well, but his buddies, the two trainers and Sinestro uh, from the Green Lantern Corps, show up just in time to not do a damn thing except for putting a leash around Hal before he falls into the sun. Good job, boys. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then he gets the girl, and he's going to be a superhero across the universe. Yeah. Intergalactic uh, superhero Hal Jordan. Uh, uh, and there's a mid credit scene uh, where Sinestro puts on the yellow fear ring anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and becomes a yellow lantern, the lantern of fear. Who could have seen this coming? What? <laughs> and that's the movie. <gasps> Kat, is there something you'd like to say? Fucking guys. Okay. So, All right. I wrote notes. Uh, you were at 22 minutes, but I think I might have to dock you some time for all the, uh... All, that wasn't all, me. That was the cat. All the struggles. <laughs> no, I think I did, should get extra time because I struggled. Nah, no, nah, you were trying did to convey... You time, did you time how long it took her to get the first uh, <laughs> noise out? Because it was not that long. Oh, it was like three minutes. Fuck. Yeah. Not even three, like two and a half. All right. Guys. Guys. Okay. The yes, senator that. is Hector's dad. That is why he got brought in to do the autopsy. That is why, even though he's a fuck up, in fact, that's what he finds out when he's listening. The Wh- senator and the general are two different people. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> no, okay. And the reason he the, doesn't like the general, the general? is because he was flirting the with the daughter. Shh, <laughs> the genital. <laughs> no. The reason he doesn't like his dad, who is the senator, is because he got brought in and he thinks he's a fuck-up. He doesn't like the general, who is Carol's dad, because he also thinks he's a fuck-up. He doesn't like any father figures at all. The only one who escapes, frankly, is Hal's dad, because he's already fucking dead. Speaking of already dead, why? Triggers happen when you are triggered. You have panic attacks. We have PTSD flashbacks. You do all that when you're triggered. What exactly is the trigger point for uh, 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 Hal's... Uh, flashback in this. It's not made clear. Is it the fact that he's in a deadfall? Is it the, f- that doesn't make sense based on what his, whatever. 
triggers don't necessarily need to make sense. Point is, how often does he have this? That's not made clear. Maybe he's having them all the time. We do get a hint of that that this is a, 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 a thing that's been happening. What would that accident that they mentioned previously? Like, ooh, where you were in a cast for two months. Pick a lane. Are you having PTSD flashbacks that are causing danger? Are you purposefully going into these situations to get the flashbacks in order to be in danger? Or are you just suicidally everywhere? Pick but something. I wouldn't I, – you wouldn't have him in charge of flying a multi-million dollar plane if that was the case. He'd be grounded. Yeah, well, uh, he's, he's also – he would have been happened multiple times, right? In theory, yeah. Yeah. Or could this – could have been the first mm-hmm. time. We don't know. Um, well, yeah, but the, in that case, what hap- What was going on with that uh, uh, car accident a few months back? What has been going on? It needs to be made clear. This was written by a bunch of fucking dudes. If you watch the end credits, it's Sausage Party for like five minutes. So um, when they were doing the everything is CGI on Oa, why do they stay on one fucking stage? Why? Why? Uh, when they're doing the, tri- the training montage? It's on that fucking cliff. Why? Uh, because uh, rendering new who areas is rendering new who who scenes is expensive. <sighs> yeah, the racetrack is from the birthday party. His uh, nephew had that. Oh, so it's a, it was a cute thing. Uh, yeah, think. it, it yeah. should have been more because you could have brought the nephew back. In fact, there's he apparently has brothers, maybe brothers sisters. I don't know. Uh, and we hey, brother. Them one yeah. time. Is it only one? I thought, it was I thought one. there were two because there was the one who yelled at him and left the room, and then there's the one who's like, "Where's my, you know, who's like, where do you think your nephew is?" Eh, I so, don't know. It's his what, family. Not clear. Not clear. Definitely not clear. Doesn't matter. Uh, does should have mattered though. Um. Anyway, why, let's. Oh, wait, wait. Why does Parallax rely, rely on Hector? Like, what's Hector doing? Like, like you failed me. Like, is it just he had alien goop? Yeah, but like, why does that matter? Was, I think he was. I kind of thought he was. I think he was like supposed to be like tasked with like finding uh, the finding finding the green lantern ring. Thing. I, yeah, like, I think I think Parallax was supposed to have a plan, but uh, never actually a, got. Uh, explained. I thought it was supposed to be like a like a pod person thing. Like he was supposed to go off and infect more people, and that was the yep. fail. But no. Uh, Oh, and, and I think and he was finally, supposed to find uh, the the ring and the crash site and all that, or the ring because yeah, he he knew that the alien was there. But then why did the alien need the ring? The alien can just go eat Oa. Is it uh-huh. like a one ring situation? Like I don't know. Uh, and finally, my last be- before we actually go into plot things is um, I don't think that Hal Jordan should be blamed for what went on with the jets in the beginning. It was a bad mission briefing. There was a there was a uh, operational ceiling. Operational ceiling, sure, but like, what was his overall thing? The the scope, the goal. Maybe he knew the scope, but he didn't know the goal. He thought it was a dogfight, guys. Uh, he. I think that's what he said. Th- this is this was this, this thing was clearly he planned out months in advance. He'd have he he should have been atten- like he he would have been attending briefing and would have been and given and uh would have been given and flight scenario. Those he knew what was. Uh, 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 he 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 should know of what uh, he it was going on. I hate to say it, but if one mistake can fuck over your entire company, maybe don't put Hal Jordan on it. Yeah, but he is the best, the best it, pilot. Wh- why are they using the best to try to prove that? Like that? See, that's not. Mm. I I don't know. Oh, I do. Who know it is? Uh, uh, he is that he fucked up Royal. 
and cost everyone on their jobs. Yeah, he did. Um, so, changes. Changes. I didn't I've got do stuff. It. I got stuff too. Oh, uh, I do too. I've got like a list of stuff. Same. Uh, uh, I got I got a simple and silly one. Let's start with yours, and then we can go on to the let, let's. We're gonna do this. Okay. My simple and silly change, and this is as I was watching the film. Uh, I don't think we needed to do the whole solar system fight thing and throw the guy into the sun. Uh, I think it would have been cooler if we had, you know, maybe a demonstration of what uh, humanity's greatest strength is when it comes to willpower, and that's uh, humanity banding together. Because I was thinking, giant space monster attacking, we have somebody who's powered by willpower. <gasps> uh, again, this is a reference that probably only Al would get. I was just picturing, like, the planet shouting Oendon. <laughs> oh, but I was just thinking it could uh, be like a Ghostbusters 2 situation, which I also similar. don't acknowledge exists, but... Uh, <laughs> well, because here's the thing. In, in the video game, Ostatake Onandan, uh, it's like always faithful cheer squad or something like that. <clears throat> or, uh, there's, or elite beat agents. <laughs> or elite beat agents. <laughs> in, in the uh, last level, I think, of Onandan, a, a giant meteor is coming crashing to Earth and the premise of the game is that you are a cheer squad and you <laughs> pump people up to accomplish their tasks. Of course. Uh, and then this last level, when the meteor's coming, they're cheering the Earth. And through people's collective spirit, uh, they basically fire a big energy beam at the meteor and it blows up the game and the uh, game over, whatever. Uh, I think in Green Lantern, if we kind of want to steer into what makes humanity special in the metaphysical sense in this universe, mm-hmm. I think it's like, so far, they've only ever uh, observed maybe humans individually, but like when the humans actually band together, We're that's a when like species. Yes, um, it's that is the point when they, you know, basically supercharge the ring. It's like that's that's <gasps> the good stuff. We don't need the lantern to. Ch- that was. <sighs> That they could have been a refilled the battery one time for a bullshit thing, and then didn't yeah. recharge it ever again. That could have been. Oh my god! That could have don't... been a plot point mm. where yeah. Parallax destroys uh, the lantern recharge thing. It's like, haha, you're you're screwed now, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's when we get the indomitable human spirit overcoming <laughs> fear because we are a bunch of. Very scary primates at the end of the day. Fuck yeah, we are. Space orcs. Tumblr calls it the space orc um, uh, so, uh, uh, theory of humanity. So, like, imagine as uh, – where this is like, you know, 2011 or whatever, the cell phones and video online is starting to definitely become more and more of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and YouTube is definitely, yeah, big, big at that point. So uh, just imagine, you know, people seeing this happen and just cheering on – the green lantern there and that's what recharges the ring and you know kind of does like the just does the thing wins the day the end in fact it becomes even more powerful yes more powerful than even the guardians ever imagined oh Mm. they they thought we were weak sauce but we're that or sets up the sequel there you go because now sinestra (gasps) maybe even a couple of the guardians are like oh uh shit um, the Earth here 
it's a bit of a concern, y'all. Hey, quick question, y'all. Um, now, in this point in, let's say, the, the superhero uh, uh, genre of film, were they still trying to stick near the um, the actual comics? Or were they – has MCU come out already and started doing the, yeah, no, MCU. we're fucking with this? MCU was out already. I mean, Iron Man was a thing. Okay, so – because I do think, like, looking, I know that people are like, oh, it's like an Easter egg thing. Ooh, you'll never know. I do think it also, however, has the the value of that way they can honestly fuck around with it and update to modern, <laughs> to, to modern sensibilities, case in point, the Mandarin. And you can also do things like, uh, uh, you know, get rid of some bullshit, like, let's say, rhyming couplets um, that in Darkest Day, <laughs> um just to, to, to go to the next level. So, like, I love that idea, Bren, where it's like, oh, no, we're going to fuck around with this. So it's like, but were other places other than Marvel doing that yet? Okay, for context, Green Lantern came out in 2011. Mm-hmm. Avengers came out in 2012. Oh, sh- oh no. Really? Oh, oh no. Oof. Avengers, to its credit, as opposed to going all CGI, had a lot of practical like, a lot of Iron Man's suit is there. You know, Thor's wearing real shit. I mean, it's not great yeah. shit, but he's wearing real shit. I mean, most of the, the, the staff is real. It's just got a glowing thing on it. Practical effects, everybody. Yeah, it's only... Practical a, effects. Yeah, it's only a, a, a recently where, where they've actually figured out how to make the costume almost look decent, huh? Well, yeah. you know what, though? Well, I'll go back to Batman. I'll say, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman, his costume is pretty good. Even um, the, the Batman where they didn't well, know what they were doing, and it really should have been more like uh, an Adam West Batman. Everybody's got nipples and, and bulges. Even that was pretty good, comparatively. Compar- like, they wore real masks over their fucking eyes. Well, here's the problem with the Batman suit, is that you actually couldn't turn your neck. And that's why they're actors. Anyway, so that's mine. Uh, I love that. Okay, I'm going to uh, go... Oh, next. Oh, they're uh, sensing, Pippin. They're sensing what we're going to do, which is go long and go bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, listening audience. I tried. Uh, hard enough. Uh, I'm just going to say less Oa, more family, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like usually, uh, like, it's a family that, that you want, uh, that you tend to kind of hug in the he, he's, uh, movies, but like, this one, like, this is supposed to be like a story of, uh, Green Lantern, of, uh, Hal Jordan's, you know, growth, uh, you know, growth as a mm-hmm. per- person. And mm-hmm. we need in more scenes of his family, of his brothers calling him an asshole and him actually going, you know, you're right. My asshole exterior has been, and me running away from my feelings about losing dad, my dad, and, uh, and I've been afraid. But now I realize, but now I realize that I, I have to protect you guys, cause you guys, these are my strength, and that makes me brave. Well, also, it's the, you know, you have the, the, the dogfighter, right? You have the single guy in the thing, you have the, he's the, he's the big dude, he's not connecting with people, and that goes back to childhood traumas, where apparently we're meant to meet. And if you make it more about, no, he has people, he, the, the friends you had were the family you had along the way. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, but also that can get back his best, his, the guy who says, like, I'm your best friend and I had no idea that you were going through this. Well, that says more about the way Hal treats people. Yeah. And mm. so if it makes it, you know, and then you could feed into that where they like, oh yeah, great. I get to be the one human in all the galaxy who knows how to do this. No, that's not what it's about. Break, take it from the galaxy, bring it right back into your town. Yeah. Like r- right back into your house, into your heart. Because what makes, this, makes Hal so brave is not uh, like, oop, oh, I'm over my trauma now. It's, it's like. Support I have, structures? Yeah. <laughs> like I actually have, have uh, people around me to express my full emotional whole range and uh, don't have to get wrapped up in toxic masculinity bullshit. Oh, guys, that's almost like Guardians of the Galaxy. What? 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 Yeah, you you could... <laughs> you could, in fact, cut out all mm-hmm. of the other lanterns. Yes. Have Hal figuring this shit out on his own. And then, at the end, have the lanterns show up and go, like, ah! Oh, 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 do you guys not need us? What? Oh, what? look at, look well, at like they you. did already. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Look, look at you. You managed to solve the, this problem. The problem you were having and that way, and that we did, you just now noticed. And instead of us being completely <laughs> useless, and why even have a Green Lantern Corps or, or that? Actually, <laughs> actually, though, that does get into the, you know that thing, um, a lot of people like Lord of the Rings because there's other shit going on. It makes it feel like there's a bigger world. Yeah, like where is Radagast the Brown or whatever? Well, he's busy doing other shit. Um, there's, there's other things going on. So I like the idea, I like following up on, on what you're talking about, Alex, is the idea that they're like, oh, shit, we lost Abin Sur. Okay, we know where his ring is. We can go back and get, but we're dealing with this parallax issue. Yeah. And they have no clue that the ring's like, oh no, I know exactly where I am. <laughs> yeah, there's this guy. I'm helping. And, you know? and for any, uh, Green Lantern exposition that, that Hal needed, mm-hmm. oop, they could just have the ring and do a oop, oop, I'm Abba and Sir. Let me, here's a, a quick tutorial on how to use the ring. Actually, Thanks. fuck that. I like the idea of the ring being more like, uh, getting back to Doctor Strange again, more like his cloak. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the that- ring being like, Fucking stop it. If it, dra- if it could drag him around. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that gives you the opportunity for physical humor and yes. allow Ryan Reynolds to have some fun of having yeah. himself be dragged around by a ring. Yes. Yeah. Oh and, my God. And really, and slapping himself. Yeah. And you know what? It gives the ring agency too when it's stolen. Oh, not stolen, but when, when Hal gives it to the, to Hector. That's Hal and the ring working together. They're drift compatible now. And the ring's like, no, I got you. I got you. We'll fuck with him. It's cool. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I'm saying cut out the Green Lantern Corps. Or I like, love that. Like maybe he, he show a few occasional scenes of Sinestra. Oh, like one, one actually make it less obvious that he's going to go evil. Oh, like, no, we need, need to, uh, fewer demon we need to markers, ma- maintain here Less Satan look? and all that. What? Well, Less of a Satan look, fewer demon. Well, like, demon no, not just a, uh, a species looks. I mean, uh, <laughs> in, uh, or like, uh, like, uh, like maybe let, put, make him have less, look, make him look, look less scowly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 uh, just change his expression a, a bit. Uh, his expression a bit uh, to make it less evil looking. 
I want it really clear that Sinestro and Abin Sur were a, were a couple. And this is him in grief. <laughs> this is him in grief. Yeah. Uh, can I, can I, can I, uh, uh, jump off of you, Al? Yeah, do you mind? Yeah, I am finished. Okay. Uh, because I, I think mine uh, most closely aligns with yours, Al. Um, because I, I actually went two different ways with this in my brain. Um, one was, yeah, exact, pretty much identical to you that he doesn't leave the fucking planet. All right. Um, essentially it, I like how I'm referencing like every other, uh, superhero movie I like. It's very much a, um, the way, uh, uh, Venom, uh, Venom one start of that where you're like, well, you're in it. We're in it now, boys. What the fuck is happening? Got a ring. Well, met an alien, got a ring. What the shit? Are we married now? <laughs> like a, a lot of stuff and the sort of, and, and because, because Hal is a hero, but he is also the audience stand in. Right. And so we are through him being like, what would we do if we found a fucking ring? And it was doing this shit. Okay. Um, I love that. I think that's great. And then meanwhile, though, we get to experience his, you know, the way he's separated from everybody. He's, I actually really did like the fact that, you know, he, he pulled the, um, well, the bad mission briefing and everything. You know, I thought that that said a lot about him. I thought it was, you know, a, a good way to sort of introduce his character. I wish that there was a more consistent trigger. Um, you know, it's like suicidal ideation. Cool. Love it when heroes look like they're heroes, but they're not because they're doing, dealing with this stuff. Oh, asshole heroes. I mean, um, but they're dealing with this stuff and they're not talking to your friends. We could have gotten the development of all the friends. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, the girl, uh, uh, she could have been a better, she's just there to be the girl. She's the chick as a, you know, per TV tropes. Um, that's why my introduction, I'm like, you, what, you know what? I genuinely think it'd be better. Like if they were going to do all this again, I would have been like exactly this way. It would have been better for her to not even be in it because then at least the beats that she had could have been shared by a character they already had, which is either like the family or the best friend. But all together, they're none of them doing anything useful. Uh, so that was one way that I saw it. The other way that they could have gone with it is workplace comedy. Not comedy, but workplace <laughs> understanding, like the way they did it in Men in Black. So mm. Hal Jordan gets picked up. He's going through – and he's – again, he's the audience stand-in. What happens if we do this? Okay. Like what happens if we get picked up? What happens if we suddenly, like if we use the power and then it goes click, click and like, oh, yep, no, it's been picked up by somebody. Zoom. And then you don't get the, you know, the stupid like, oh, powers or you don't get the, we're here to help you. We get the, now you're stuck in it, boys. You know, <laughs> like, and that's how you get the, that's how you avoid having the bullshit beginning of the movie. Because what's happening, because that's what they did in Men in Black. In Men in Black, you saw, um, that they, uh, uh, we find out that there's a problem by like the screens in the background. Uh, you know, oh, this guy's gone missing. Oh, we have, you know, uh, we have to deal with this international, like, I'm not just <laughs> interspace galactic thing. Um, it's a background note to the training of Will Smith. In this case, here's Hal Jordan. He has no fucking clue what's going on. And people are sort of like, listen, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, the ring has you. Great. We have to train you. Fantastic. We're very busy right now. He's like, what are you busy with? They're like, you have zero amount of training. Can you just please go over here and do this? Which also, again, is similar to what they did with Loki in uh, the Loki series. 
Like we're very, very busy. Just fucking train with Miss Whatever, the, the, the cartoon. Which also gets back to people, like readers, audiences, we will deal and enjoy exposition. Even huge chunks, huge chunks of info dump. If it's in a format that we find interesting and we also want to participate in. So if we are the person who's learning this, if we are in that spot trying to figure things out, we'll be like, yeah, give me more fucking information. I need this to figure out the puzzle. Whereas if you're just like, well, I'm singing an audience now. Oh, they're telling me information. Why do I care about this fucking information? I don't. In fact, you could cut out the entire beginning and just go straight to Hal Jordan waking up uh, uh, with his one night stand. Uh, yeah. And that's my thought. I, I, the problem is that this is this is my favorite kind of movie, I think, to talk about on this podcast or a favorite story to talk about because all the elements are there for a good movie, for a good story. It's literally just these kind of uh, 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 really mechanical fixes, which is what a lot of writing is, everybody. It's a craft. If you can make a chair, I know it's like, you know, how do you make a pretty chair? Well, you better learn how to do joinery. You know, it's not about like, yes, picking a nice fabric or whatever the fuck. Sure. Learn how to actually put shit together and take it apart. Like our podcast suggests. Sounds fake. Would you, (laughs) would you suggest that that this was either, uh, not uh, revised enough or over-revised? Over-revised. Hands down. Oh, undoubtedly. Um, Especially considering they had the opening narration. Uh-huh. Mm. Well, and I also mean, because we have so many characters, right? And yeah. that, to me, sounds like uh, they wanted to do something else, and instead of figuring out how to make what they had work, they just added more people. The, again, it was also an incomplete understanding of how to mechanically fix something. You know? I mean, the movie screenplay is by four people, story mm-hmm. by three people. And that means that there's at least like six others who didn't get mentioned. Yeah. Uh, at least, I bet there's at least one doctor, if not two. <laughs> oh, man. May I go? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I know, Peppa. May you? <laughs> uh, well, uh, first off, maybe the easiest fix is uh, make the movie 10 years later <laughs> Ooh, so make it in what way? now <laughs> oh i see yeah, if, if they made this in 2021 it'd probably be a better movie because the graphics would have been better <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you're here's a lesson for all the very important people out there who definitely listen to our podcast if the if, if the cgi is not there yet don't, don't do it just monkey, don't us weird monkeys tend to notice when things are off uh and i feel like part of the reason that this movie was as panned as it was, it's because of the graphics. I think you're right. Yeah, that yeah. suit, that suit that looks so cool. So cool, guys. Oh, when you said that, Brent, it reminded me of um, that trick about writing where it's like, don't don't have your characters like actually say, that's so funny to like somebody's joke or have everybody like literally write the sentence. They all laughed. No. Because... It's right up there with don't tell, don't actually write the speech that everyone's like, that's the speech that changed the world. Because it's the, yeah, we are not the people who are writing that. You can write a speech that changed the world. Just don't let anybody in the story see that. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Unless it's the speech from Independence Day. 
Well, yeah, but... Oh, God. That was a good speech, though. <laughs> but they didn't uh, say, well, thank God he did that. It ha- oh, or or the song that brought everybody together in the whole world, Bill and Ted. Because to be fair, God Gave Rock and Roll to Us is is an amazing song. It's a great song. It's a great song. Uh, well, anyway, so that's... Well, and also at that point, I mean, uh, it, it, like, uh, they weren't actually yeah, saying... Oh, this is an amazing song at this point. It, it's like, like, it was like two movies worth of buildup. No, the first movie had the, wait, was it? No, you're right. Holy shit. Yep. Oh, good call. Good call, man. Good call. They made us uh, wait for it. Uh, earn this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. And then get one of the biggest rock and roll bands of the world to do it. <laughs> yeah, that helps. Uh, mm. uh, so yeah, one fix. You know, make this movie in 2021. Um, though knowing that Avengers came out the next year kind of hurts my argument because they were able to pull it off. Um, right. Well, again, they, they understood the difference between, well, and I, Joss Whedon was spit, spit, spit. He knows how to do practical versus because he had to do it on the TV show. Yeah. With also, like minimal budget. Also, Joss Whedon, spit, 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 take us red terrible person, uh, knew how to do, um, ensemble work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because everybody this a movie, story. Yeah, this movie, all nearly every character, if you take them out, <gasps> nothing changes. It, yeah, you're absolutely so right. So you, I see where you were going with this. You want to give Taika Waititi more to do, don't you? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> give him a writing credit? <laughs> Whoa! Oh, uh, Taika Waititi would have fixed this movie. He would have. Um, yeah. No, well, yeah, we don't know that yet. He was He was also a wee baby. Had had boy come out yet? Oh, that's such a good or, question. Or even uh, uh, what you call it versus shark? Man uh, versus shark? Not man. <laughs> come here, Taika Waititi's IMDb page. While she's looking that up, actually, I I did just look this up. Um, apparently, when they started filming, the script wasn't done yet. Oh no! That's it wasn't even not a good sign. It wasn't even a delayed script. It wasn't done until about halfway through filming. Oh, Which no. means, so Reynolds was saying at apparently Deadpool tools, uh, at Deadpool two, uh, Q and A, you just go back to script, script, script. We did not have, uh, when he was talking about Deadpool, we did not have a working script, Jesus, until we were halfway through shooting. Um. Wow. Oftentimes it's a poster and a release date first, start shooting and we'll figure the rest out as we go. Oh boy. They also, apparently he's like, everybody was really trying on, like, oh. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, uh, like, what, don't don't they say that like uh, Iron Man was like half improvised? But there was still a script. Well, and yeah. also the stakes were a lot lower for Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, here's the other thing. Um, and this gets oh my god, guys, this is a great podcast for writing advice. Um, Bren, yes, when when we talked about how to outline a book, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and you went through the whole outlining thing. Even with just the bare bones, it's easier to write when you know the ending. Yeah? I, I would argue that any writer out there, even if you're like, was it the, the pants Answers. versus, uh, garden? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, plot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if you want to explain that, uh, metaphor uh, real quick, but, uh. <laughs> sure. Uh, there's a theory, there's a theory, and I'm not sure it's entirely accurate. It's probably it's not much. Any, anytime somebody's like, I'm definitely this versus everything else, like, I'm totally an Aquarius. You're like, okay, all right. Uh, it's nice to have identity, but come on now. Um, 
there are the people who uh, fly by the seat of their pants. They just start writing and they see where they go. Um, and that's uh, apparently that's how some people write. Uh, there are some people who are plotters or plotters. Get it? It's a like a joke um, uh, where you outline the whole fucking thing and you follow it. Boom, boom, boom. Um, th- then there's the cat hitting my microphone. Then there's um, uh, uh, there's the garden thing, Bren, like you talked about. I'm less familiar with that one, but I believe it's a sort of construct the universe first yep. and then see what happens. Yep. Um, to write an action adventure story, you must first begin the universe. Uh, <laughs> Listen, J.R.R. Tolkien, who is an outlier <laughs> and should not be counted. Uh, so, yep, yeah, some people can definitely do the, the thing. I think that they have other things going on in their brains that allow for that. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, here's the thing. I think even if you're flying by the seat of your pants, you still have a general idea of where you want to have, like, the action lead to because otherwise mm-hmm. you just start meandering and it becomes a mess and hard to write. I think the people that like, uh, try to try to, you know, again, fly by the seat of their pants, like have at least a scene in mind that they're trying to aim for. It's just how you get there can be a little bit, you know, maybe character driven and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Well, I, and that's I think also like, how I, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go on. Oh, that's how I deal with short stories, actually. Um, so I realized I don't, I don't teach outlining in my short story class because I don't outline for my short stories. What I do is I aim for a final feeling, an idea, a, like a shot. Um, as I tend to tell people, like one of my favorite short stories I've written, um, in a long time was, uh, literally the, the working title was, and then somehow making out, <laughs> you know? So, uh, uh, that was what I was heading toward. And provided you keep in mind what you're heading toward and you know what that is. You can you can fuck around all you like. You can you can plot or pants or whatever. Um, it's just harder to do that with for me for longer works. I, I need to have a little bit more of an idea. There need to be more things I'm aiming at. Instead, let's go to Oa twice. Yeah, <laughs> and the second visit doesn't really do much. <laughs> yeah, so like if you consider that a short like a movie is like a short story, one they didn't have an which is my which is I know my thing. Uh, they didn't have. A, a big ending idea because they brought out like six of them. They didn't have a big ending thought. They didn't have a big ending or they didn't have a through line. Like what's the through line? Now the through line could be, Hey, maybe I need to get, you know, get some therapy about my dad's death and I'm going to do that through becoming a superhero. It could be, I need support. I can't just be a lone gun. That's not the way humans work. Or like that's not the way I work, and then you macro that out. See, too. my my ending choice would be the I can't be the cocky lone gun. Mm-hmm. That's where the indomitable human spirit comes in. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and that's how that's one of the ways that you and you know that that's one of the fun ways that all of us come up with different stories is that we have the idea of like we we have a vague clue of how to fucking do this, but we all gravitate towards or enjoy different kinds of sort of big ending shots or or central themes or what have you. Um, so you have the indomitable human spirit. Um, you know, one of mine is the, well, actually one of mine literally is the, the, the bureaucracy of life. Um, like every, no matter how big things are, there's people around who have to make it go. That's why I like workplace stuff. That's why I love thinking about the accounting of things. And that's why one of my ideas was, no, he literally shows up for this training thing. And like, that's the fucking movie. (laughs) The movie ends when he's fully trained, but he, in order to do that, he has to go through the actual system and discover what the system's hiding. Etc. Which is also why I like Loki so much. Uh, so yeah, I, I think this movie didn't know what it wanted. And it's because it wasn't done yet. And that's 
I think Iron Man did know. I mean, it's clearly heading up to the I am Iron Man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's heading I'm, to the I'm not going to do war anymore. I'm, I'm not sure that they knew that they were going to do the I am Iron Man. Not necessarily that part. line. Not necessarily that line. I do think that they weren't yeah. going to hide the fact, like, he wasn't going to do the bodyguard thing. <laughs> is it Tony Stark or is it Iron Man? But also, they did want to move him away from being a, um, yeah, he had to learn to stop being, oh, that was a, a stop being selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I have a question. Yeah. Can I continue my thing? Yes. No. <laughs> so, first off, to answer the question that we had before you interrupted. Fucking wow. Before this movie, Taika had a bunch of shorts. And by a bunch, I mean a few. So uh, Boy done... was in 2010. And this one movie was? 2011. Okay. Um, and when was, uh, Two Cars, whatever, One Night? Two Cars, One Night was... Uh, 2003. Okay, so he was definitely, that's what, that's part of why he's Taika Waititi in this film, as opposed to Taika David Cohen. Uh, cause that's the name that had taken off for acting and shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. American accent, though. <sighs> yeah, another thing I would change, I would, I would ha- have him keep his accent. Um, <laughs> uh, go on. Yes, cat. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I appreciate that he's successful enough now that he just lies to everyone and says, no, I don't know how to do other accents. <laughs> and they just mm-hmm. have to deal with that. Because he clearly can. Like, it wasn't great, but I've heard worse ones. Like, worse fake American accents. He knows how uh, to do it, but, like, now he's like, why the fuck should I? <laughs> well, and he also did German for Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, and he did uh, a vaguely Austrian one for, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, what We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, he knows how. I just he's successful enough. He's like, hey, guess what? You have to deal with me being Kiwi. Uh, me doing an accent, just me pitching my voice, just a little bit lower or a little bit higher, and you get nothing uh, else. But yeah, so any character, any one of them could have been removed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I because of who I am as a person, mm-hmm. uh, I want Taika to have a bigger role because also that's sort of the character that it's he was set up to be. Yeah. Because the bespeckled best friend who does the tech... Guy in the chair. Is a trope. Yeah, he's the guy in the chair, the guy in the van. <laughs> yeah. Guy in the chair. Like, this is an important person. You have that in Kim Possible. You have that, of course, in, in the classic uh, uh, Spider-Man, where he's literally that happy to be the trope. So I was watching this movie expecting that. <laughs> yeah. And then it didn't happen. I was like, then what? Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, he says that he's his best friend. We actually have yeah. no... No, there's no nothing to actually show that. He, wait, Ryan Reynolds has his number memorized. <laughs> I mean, in this I don't digital have age, your, I don't have your number memorized. I have nobody's number. <laughs> I have mine. That's we have evolved it. beyond number memorization. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, and either we cut out the characters that are extraneous. We don't need both the general and the senator. Let's be real. No, they are interchangeable. Uh, or also uh, Amanda Waller. We don't need all three of those people. Who Angela Bassett clearly underutilized in this. Oh, yeah. Everybody's underutilized. <laughs> That's almost the tragedy. So cut out a few characters. 
just have it be Amanda Waller, cut out the two white dudes. Yep. You know, build up the other characters more. Have, make Hal, Carol, is it Carol? Yeah, because I kept, I'm like, you know who had been better in this part? Carol Danvers. <laughs> True. Uh, have Hal, Carol, and Tom be a team. Oh, oh my that God. Would be fun. What? <gasps> As a parallel Parallax. to the Sinestro and the fish guy and the not fish guy. <laughs> yeah. Or and you can have Sinestro drawing back and it can be a that sort of parallel of them breaking Parallax. apart as they come together. Whatever. Mm. Oh yeah, you gotta uh, have to break apart and come back together. Come on now. Or or the Green Lantern team is Lantern Corp is breaking apart while the Earth team is coming together. Or but but in a again in another reflection, Hal's whole like vibe where he's like, I gotta be the top dog starts to break apart the group. Mm. Like they're coming together and he's like but wait, which actually is that's a Harry Potter thing. Yeah. But yeah, there there's a version of the story where Carol does more in the maybe shiny new jet plane thing. Maybe she can actually fly more than just the first shot. Yeah. Weird. And Tom's the you know guy on the ground watching everybody, telling mm-hmm. them where to be. He says, oh, "Eyes behind your back, man." He's he can talk you through theoretically. Oh, by the end, he can talk them through the panic attack. Huh. He knows to trust that. Oh, he wow. Knows to that'd, trust. Be, that'd be something to play with. He has a panic attack while being attacked by Carol You gotta Carol have X. that. You gotta have that. Yes. Uh, and then if we cut out all of Oa. Yeah, uh, all of it. Yeah. We lose the, the first mention of the Gravity Well Sun thing. But we could bring that back by Tom going like, wait, you're in space right now. Good job. Take him to the goddamn sun. <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, you can do the may- science. How need I remind you? You have the power of the sun behind you. It's Although a nuclear it'd be, reactor. It'd be pretty funny though if the first time, like during the training, because of who he is as a person, Hal goes into fucking space, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" And then Tom's like, "Okay, but you're really near the sun now. <laughs> There's gravity, and you're fucking small." Oh, you I had an idea. The sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like do uh, do a reflection, do a like a mimicking of like uh, you know, getting and, and as close to the sky as possible. Like have an Icarus mm-hmm. thing going on. Ic- oh, yeah. <gasps> Icarus. When he went in the beginning of the film, when he went up too high and stalled out, mm-hmm. and gravity brought him back down. Yes. <gasps> oh, there could be a line from Tom saying, "You can't win against gravity. It is literally bigger than you." And then he'd be like, it's literally the weakest force. And okay. then science jokes. Go, go on. Obviously, I, I was just going to be like, uh, we, we could have the modern or the super high tech jet fighters maybe be equipped with like a heat gun or something like that. It's like, yeah, these babies, they pop out uh, 55,000 Kelvin. That's hotter than the sun. <laughs> and that could also reinforce the, the sun line at the end too. Cause then, yes! you know, yes. reinforcing gravity plus sun. Combine the two at the end of the film, and that's how you kill. Uh, uh, and that, oh, yeah, guys, that's a, that's again bringing it right back to short stories. You can do that kind of really obvious shit. Just bring it in, like literally dive into it. Have just constant references to shit, constant, unending. Like instead of giving the nephew, I'm saying the nephew's in this. Instead of giving the nephew a fighter jet, have him help hang up a, a solar system. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. would. Been- Right? Real easy. Right? Because, again, another thing that humans like when we see our stories is, um, or at least in Western audiences, we like to see in our stories, 
we, uh, the way mom talked about it was just the perfect surprise present, the surprise gift, which is, uh, you open it, you had no idea you were going to get that, and yet it is exactly what you wanted. But yeah, also one of the ways that you can fight your fears is by bringing other people mm-hmm. into your life to help you. Yeah. Support. And Let's other make words. A support. Uh, and then they become a throuple, because I said so. <laughs> Seems about right. Just cause. Just cause. Just cause. Just cause. Just cause. Mm. All right. But y'all said such cool things, and I really should have gone first. <laughs> well, now we got some good discussion there at the end, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, Cat. Yeah, now which is not to say that this is not to say Pippin that you didn't do a good job. Yeah, and Cat and Cat got to be her paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> All Tried is well so in the world, and got so far. <laughs> oh God. Oh. So, uh, let's play a quick game. What do you yes. guys say? Yeah. 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 Uh, what do That's we want to play? What do we do with a drunken sailor? Uh, I feel like this, this one can do so many of the games. You know what we haven't done in a while? Or actually really, I don't think we've ever done it at, like too many times. The evil overlord was here. Ooh. On the fly, I plot changes based on a, on random trope. Well then. Oh, well shit. Let's go. All I'm right, pull- let me I'm pulling it up. TV tropes. Oh, I'm not even pulling up. T- I'm gonna pull up the actual Evil Overlord generator. Oh well, fine. I'm pulling up TV tropes. I- I- I'm I with it. I, sh- I think I should be praised here because I'm going for this instead of picking a book randomly off my shelf or something. I am very proud of you. Thank you. Well, I got one right away. So I went mm-hmm. to TV tropes for our Evil Overlord list, where we are picking random tropes, of course. And the first one that came up was material mimicry. Holy where- shit! Me too. <laughs> Wow. Uh-oh. One of you's got to change. You both wore the same dress to the party. One of you's got to change. Sorry, uh, Brendan was first. Yeah, I said I'll- it first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, a character or object can change itself uh, into a material simply by touching the material. So, like, you touch stone, you can have, like, stone covering your body, that kind of thing. Which, you know, for a green lantern ring, which is able to create anything in the universe... Through sheer willpower. <gasps> you know, making you should, armor oh for God. yourself? I think that'd be an easy one. Wait, beyond that, guys, he can fucking glamour himself. He could look like anyone. He probably could. It'd be like, but wait, does it, wait, does it have to be green? Uh, in, in the comics, I would think it was always green and glowy, but eh. you know, it, here's the thing. We can change powers, right? Or, you I, know what? Fuck around with it. He could just have, like, the shadow. Like, what if he's behind something? I I like how it took it, us this long to reveal that we actually know jack shit about Green Lantern, the character <laughs> of the comics. Eh. I'm really proud of us for taking it this long. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know his name is Hal. We did. And actually- uh, As opposed to the, the Green Lantern who's Jon Stewart. Yes. And what? actually, I believe Green Lantern, Hal Jordan there was also uh, where the term fridging came from. Oh, oh shit. Really? Yep. From the comics. Oh, no. Was that his comic? I thought, mm-hmm. I thought that was a Marvel thing. No, oh, DC. I don't believe so. Oh, DC. No, actually, I think it was DC, because I remember it being, like, related to Batman or whatever, like, in my head. Yep, it, act- had that it vibe. definitely was Green Lantern. Yeah, number 54, the origin of the phrase. But it wasn't Hal Jordan, it was Kyle, Kyle Rayner. Uh, uh, and, and for the audience, um, uh, fridging refers to, in... Now it refers to um, the idea that women are killed off uh, 
in order to, what well, one, in order to propel the hero's story, and two, in a creepily sexy way. It That's a part, like, that's a, fetish- a side part of a it. A fetishistic. No. Fetishistic. It's not always the case now. Now, these days, when you say fridging, frequently, it's like, okay, we've killed off the girl in order to give feelings to the guy. Unnecessarily. But in the original... Um, no. No? Because that's- she was literally shoved in the refrigerator in a non-sexy way. Really? Because I thought that there was a shot of it. Like, I thought that it was illustrated as well. So it becomes, uh, like, death porn. Not uh, I'm looking at it. And oh, are you? Maybe that got changed. Maybe I'm thinking of the killing joke or something. Probably the killing joke. It's uh, a bit more exploitative. Like, this is just literally like, we need an emotional reaction for our hero. Ha, fridge. Um, Funny enough, vaguely related, mm-hmm. uh, in the a promo for Free Guy, <laughs> there's Deadpool and Korg reacting to a trailer. Uh-huh. And... Fridging comes up. Because? Uh, and Korg... <laughs> I forget why in context of the thing. Uh, and Korg's all like, well, what's fridging? Uh, and Deadpool is all like, oh, it's when you kill off a female character to further uh, a man's storyline. See Deadpool too. <laughs> <laughs> There's further commentary that can be made about how, like, how to undo it and or uh, what happens when the same thing happens to male friends. Uh, or male characters, and then why that's not fridging frequently. Uh, but that's not that's not what we're talking about today. If we could add that to the mini-sodes, thank you. Yep. Well, let's uh, let's continue on with the evil overlord list. Yes. Though that was an important topic. I'm not. I don't regret that we talked about it. Of Agreed. course. Are you done? Yeah. Um. So I got one I don't think I like. But <laughs> oh no, the rules uh, though, Pippin. The rules. I know. And it does mention the evil overlord in the description. Oh, no. Um, but it's hypnotized the captive. Oof. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it says at the top, I will refuse all gifts from the evil overlord. They probably contain mind control devices that would make me giddily happy to marry him. It's demeaning enough to be head over heels for the hero, let alone a creep like the EO. But yeah, it's, it's, this looks like a weird thing where, you know, you hypnotize the girl to make her marry you. Mm. Um, I mean, wasn't that kind of what Hammond was doing with the fear juice? A little bit, but he had to knock her out first. <laughs> but yeah, if you made that a bit more explicit, then yeah, there it is. And it's terrible. Oof. All right, I got one. Oh, yeah? Uh, so I am on the Evil Overlord plot generator. Uh um, mm-hmm. And, uh, which is where you get a whole bunch of the, cause they're, back in the day of the internet, uh, you'd get like funny lists of things emailed to you. We didn't go to blogs or listicles for that. We had to home grow it. Both ways. <laughs> both ways in the binary, which is also an LGBT joke. Anyway, um, but what if you took a bunch of these different lists together, you could, you know, make up a fake plot. And in this case, um, from one of these, which was advice for the good auxiliary character, the good guy's sidekick. If the hero is fated to slay certain entities, the evil overlord in particular, this means that I will not slay them and I should avoid trying. <laughs> I would love it if Hal uh, is having... Let, let's say we bring up our plot from before. Wait, can I use can I use the plots we made up? Do I have to use the real one? I don't think we have set rules for this. We have that, no this, rules. 
That means that you guys get to try to, uh, you get to tell me what I have to do. Where we're going, we don't need rules. Do I get to do anything I want? No, you can't. Fuck we'll you. tell you if you go wrong. All right. Well, wait, wait, wait. All right. So what, what are my constraints? Do I have to use uh, the real one or can I use one of ours? I'm going to say you have to use the real one. Bitch. All right. Ooh. Fine. Fine. Be that way. Be that way. Okay. I will. Uh, so in the real one, I would like it if, let's say, oh, okay. So we get, uh, uh, we get, uh, we know that Carol uh, reviewed the footage, right? From the, the plane thing. Uh, that's why she knows that there was nothing wrong with the jet. It was just Hal uh, freaking out. She says this in canon. All right. So what if, um, that means she also knows that Tom's around being like a bro trying to help out, right? Okay. So Hal's busy locking them out of all things. Uh, Carol and Tom to get together ish. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> to work together to, you know, they don't know what Hal's doing. Hal's acting really fucking weird. He thinks he can do everything. He can't. He needs them both. So they try to deal with the Hector issue. They try to deal with, you know, well, they start with the Hector issue. They don't know about the bigger one um, with Parallax. Um, so, you know, we get the guy in the chair situation. We get Carol. Uh, uh, oh, my God. They, they're going to be wearing like little headphones, like ear, earbuds. They're going to learn how to like talk together and do this. And again, this is all side. This is background, you know, shots in the thing. Right. This is not. Although it could be their movie. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. Below decks. Oh, my God. <laughs> like a lower deck style shit. Um, look at the heroes over here. Ro- Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. They got Rosencrantz and Guildenstern in their way. No. Uh, assuming this is still a Hal Jordan movie. So they're, it's, it's more like Pepper Potts in any of the Iron Man movies. You, we see her being really competent in the background. Like a lot. Mm. So, uh, in this case, you know, that's, Carol doesn't, although I do like the implication they've all known each other since they were kids. <laughs> like Hector and Carol and Hal. Why didn't we get that story? Anyway, but uh, so let's say that they didn't know each other as kids, right? So uh, he's just, you know, a random scientist guy. And uh, so Carol uh, is is learning about him, meeting him, and she's, you know, taking rec- you know, recordings and stuff like that. And Tom's like, oh, shit. And uh, to their mind, Hal's not – they try to take this information to Hal. Hal's like, I've got other things to worry about. You shouldn't be part of this. And to be fair, he does have other things to worry about, Parallax, and they shouldn't be part of this because they don't have a super suit. <laughs> So in his head, that does actually make sense. And it does seem like he's trying to take care of them. Um, and they're like, well, fine. He's just locking us out again. We've, but we've taken it as our personal mandate to try to take care of him. So we will try to deal with Hector not realizing, oh shit, they're actually setting themselves up to be, um, bait. And, and that way they're not just fridged because, or threatened because Hector thinks that they're important. They're actually threatened because they are a danger to Hector. And then Hal finds out and he's like, oh, fuck. Comes to rescue them. And then they all work together. They actually sit down with coffee at a diner. Let's say it's two in the morning. Uh, after uh, uh, getting out of there, haven't quite defeated Hector yet. And they actually start comparing notes. Ta-da! All right. Cool. I'm very proud. Thank you. Secretly, I just took the plot that one of you guys had and I just rewound it a little bit. <laughs> I was just going to let you have it. I, I appreciate that, but it's still technically the movie. Woo! I just rewound it to an earlier part. All right. Um, using tough guide, uh, using a uh, tough guide to fantasy land. I got mirrors. <gasps> yes. And I'm th- thinking parallax to doing the 
I'm evil. I'm talking in the mirror to you bits. Ooh. Yeah, they could have done so much more with the mind thing. Yeah. Really could have. Wasted opportunity. Yeah. Well, and he's got what? He's got, uh, uh, he's got the Vulcan touch, uh, he can read your, he can literally relive your memories. Can he make you relive your memories? Can he make you have a flashback and a traumatic episode? I mean, mm. you could have like the, the classic mirror trope thing of having the mirror talk back at you saying uh. all the shit, all the stuff you've been repressing. What if Hal did it back? Like it's green, but it's still like, it's still Hector's dad. It's still Hector. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So what else you got, Al? Or- <laughs> uh, Sorry, we're, we all had a bit of a moment like, yeah, fuck that guy up. <laughs> yeah, and also like, uh, like in the final bit, I'll just say, like, uh, make giant and evil mirror shards or the, at, uh, mm. like, because, you know, do, do, uh, do a, uh, mirror funhouse, but in space. Yes. Ooh. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I mean, if you did the Mirror Funhouse thing, you could play into the trope of, uh, you know, the fact that Parallax is like this ultimate strong bad guy and then, uh, playing into tricking him and using your own clever tactics over just overpowering and overwhelming force. Mm. Oh, well, might mm. I even say again, another one of our human monkey things? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're tricky. Yeah. Tricky, tricky, mm. tricky, tricky. Cool guys. We're doing really well here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, what else we got for Marister? Think that's that's sufficient. Yeah, I mean, I just I, I love a good old fashioned arguing with yourself thing too, mm-hmm. mm. or killing yourself thing in a mirror. Again, we get to, what's we we get that in um, uh, oh the Batman the animated series uh, with the 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 uh, villain who's stuck in a little girl's body. She's shooting everybody in the mirrors. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then, um, oh, and Tony Stark does it to himself in the reflection of himself in Iron Man 1. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Because you don't like some part of yourself. That's me. (laughs) Okay, so this is me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so take us out, Kat. As always, if you have an idea or a prompt to submit, head on over to nostoryissacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at No Story is Sacred or send an email through contact at nostoryissacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brendan McDonald, Pippin McDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoryissacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostoryissacred. See you next time when we talk about an original story idea by Pippin! Until then, we're No Story is Sacred and any story can be changed. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. And I'm Alex. And we're No, no Story, story is, is Sacred. sacred. <laughs>